You're tuned in to the Waves Podcast with Wireless Nerd, where we'll explore what's new, what's now, and what's next in the wireless industry. Well, 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 good afternoon. It is 4.47 in the afternoon, and it is a beautiful Valentine's Day in South Texas, so happy Valentine's Day to everyone. This is Waves for the week of Valentine's Day. We are one week away from WLPC, two weeks away from Mobile World Congress. There's a lot going on, so I wanted to jump into a couple of topics about what's going on now, what's new, and what's next in the wireless industry. My name is Drew Lentz. I am your wireless nerd, and I you know, have been perusing the news over the last couple of weeks just to see what's happening. I missed last week. It's a very busy week. Tons of stuff going on, so I apologize for any of my loyal listeners. Uh, love the fan base and love people asking, hey, what happened? So always a good sign when people wonder where you are. So again, apologize for missing last week. But this week, I wanted to cover a couple of different things. There was a lot going on last week with Cisco Live and Mia. So Cisco Live pretty much dominated everything on my LinkedIn and everything on my Twitter feed for the last week, whether it was Tech Field Day X or it was the events that were happening at Cisco Live. There was a lot to talk about. Lots of movement happening from Cisco. A lot of it, to me, revolving around Meraki and Catalyst Wireless coming together. So great announcements going about uh, how we are now able to monitor Catalyst devices in the Meraki cloud. And there were some great onboarding tutorials that were put out there. Tech Field Day did an incredible job of doing the coverage. Uh, the, the analysts and the uh, the people that were the delegates there this year, Dan and everyone that was out there, thanks for all the hard work that you did, keeping the questions flowing and keeping everything updated. So if you have questions about what that looks like, please don't listen to me. Jump on over to, tw- to Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it these days. Look for TFDX from Cisco Live EMEA, and you can see the walkthroughs, the screenshots, and then uh, pretty soon you'll be able to go back and watch the replays from Tech Field Day at Cisco Live to see exactly what it looks like to have uh, Meraki monitoring of Catalyst devices, the the controllers, the switches, all the good stuff that's you know that they made available out there. So go take a look. Again, don't listen to me. Go right over and go take a look at what's happening there. But it really dominated a lot of the conversation, showing how easy it was to move Catalyst devices into Meraki and the whole cloudification of it. So there's been a lot of talk about that. There's been a lot of rumors going back and forth about what that's going to look like. And I think showing off the simplicity of it was really cool to see. Um, it was really great, you know. And again, tons of tons of great announcements coming out of Cisco Live EMEA. That's always a great time of year. It just it, it leads into the rest of trade show season, if you will. So now that that's behind us, a couple things coming up on the trade show front. You know I'm going to mention it. The Wireless Land Professional Conference, WLPC, is happening next week. Actually, people are already starting to fly out right now. People are going to be going out Saturday and Sunday. They're going to be cruising out to go uh, to see what's happening at WLPC in Phoenix. This year, it's one week after the Waste Management opens, so maybe there'll be some hotel rooms. Uh, you know, but last year was kind of crazy because Super Bowl was happening at the same time there. And so there's like Super Bowl happening and Waste Management opening happening and then all the WLPC nerds. So this year, I think is going to be a little bit more subdued, but that's good for us. It's going to be a just a hooting and hollering good old time at WLPC. So if you can make it, please make sure to make every effort to get out there. It is going to be fantastic. Some great events happening in and around that. Some great dinners I've been invited to. So looking forward to catching up with everyone in the industry. Looking forward to seeing everybody. And then coming right after that's going to be Mobile World Congress. So for the Wi-Fi nerds, WLPC 
SBC is going to be kicking it strong. I don't know what we're going to see. Lots of speculation. Uh, there's, you know, there've been some mergers. There's been some acquisitions. There's been some stuff happening, um, you know, in the space. So I'm anxious to see who's actually going to show up at WLPC, um, specifically because I know there's, you know, the the Cydos project, the guys from from Enos, the you know, new tools that are coming out, new capabilities that are coming out, new uses of artificial intelligence when it comes to wireless network planning and Wi-Fi network planning. And all of that's going to just culminate, right? So interested to see some of the tools and some of the things that are going to be available, the people that are going to be behind a lot of these stories. Can't wait to see you all. You know, hashtag WLPC on all of the social media stuff. So pay attention. I won't be out there uh, broadcasting this one Tuesday of next week or, you know, Monday or Tuesday of next week. But I am planning on doing something like we did in Prague. I'm just going to set up shop, man, at a bar or something and just invite people to come over. So if you're interested in jumping on the Waves podcast next week, we're going to have some fun. We're going to do like a live format like I did in Prague. We'll see what happens. This year, I'm going to make the microphones a little bit better, though. And I hear the guys from Unplugged Connectivity, the podcast, are going to be out there also. So if Ian's around, that's going to be dope because that dude is so good at all things TXRX, as it says on his LinkedIn profile. So WLPC is coming up. Mobile uh, World Congress right after that in Barcelona is going to be uh, very interesting this year. Don't know what the big, big ticket items are yet. Definitely lots of 5G stuff. Definitely lots of indoor stuff. Great announcements from Cox coming out supporting Infinity. Joel and the work that he did at Meta to, to do carrier neutral and neutral hosted 5G indoor applications using CBRS and LTE Band 48, those have already started to make waves. So moving into Mobile World Congress, I think we're going to see more announcements of uh, privatized LTE and it comes to when it comes to 5G and, and mid-band CBRS services. Speaking of, uh, got you know, random comments of the day talking to Partho, uh, who you know a long time ago, there's a product called Rasa, went to Aruba, and then went over to HPE. Uh, his product, Ramen, speaking of the, the CBRS band stuff, go take a look at Ramen. Great product that's there. So we have all these network as a service components coming together, some for indoor, some for carpeted spaces, some for enterprise spaces, some for industrial spaces and IoT. And if you combine that with some of the buzz that's talking, I even saw someone talk about Wi-Fi Halo, how they're going to do some packet captures and maybe make those available at, at WLPC as well. Lots of really cool stuff happening right now in wireless, not just the 5G stuff, not just the Wi-Fi stuff, but other things. And that brings me to a first topic that I wanted to talk about. This interesting article uh, by Microsoft, of all people, sub-terahertz frequencies are generally considered between 19 and 300 gigahertz. These are candidate bands for 6G. So after 5G, then we roll into 6G, 90 to 300 gigahertz. Microsoft is testing these for data center communications inside some of their data centers. Keysight Technologies, for example, last year supported sub-terahertz tests with UK's National Physical Laboratory, the NPL, and the University of Surrey. They established a data link with speeds greater than 100 gigabit per second using the 300 gig spectrum. Dude, 300 gig. I mean, like I can't believe the words are coming out of my mouth. That is so far up there. I don't, I mean, I don't even know what the what the wavelength of that is. You know, one of the things I always found fascinating with Wi-Fi is the is the inverse uh, uh, numbers there. So if you have a 2.4 gigahertz frequency, that wavelength is approximately five inches long. And if you have a five gigahertz frequency, that wavelength is approximately two and a half inches long. So I always thought that was kind of cool. When you think about that, if you go, you know, from, from five inches at 2.4 to two inches at five gig, 
Oh man, 300. Like I don't even I don't even know what that looks like. Laser beams, right? Highly directional beams, which is the key to this thing, uh, are achieved by large element antenna arrays. So arrays with multiple elements pointed at each other, which allow, quote, coexistence of multiple communication links through spatial multiplexing and, quote, unquote, setting up and tearing down of RF links on demand. Pretty cool. So in a data center application, um, device to device, server to server, uh, I don't you know, I don't even know. It should be interesting. Very short range, good spatial reuse of spectrum. Microsoft said it would be testing high frequency spectrum bands between 246 to 249.5 gig and 252 to 257 gig and then 275.4 to 275.5 gig. Uh, don't forget, 258.5 to 260.5. <laughs> so in Redmond, Washington, they're leveraging the, the equipment from Keysight Technology. That's going to be pretty cool. Don't know where that's going to go, but you know, ultra, ultra, ultra high frequency, sub terahertz, uh, lots of throughput. This is that's interesting. Uh, don't expect that in your home anytime soon, I guess. But if it is a candidate band for 6 gig, then who knows? Okay, real quick, I'm going to jump on and I'm going to see if anyone's saying anything because usually what I've found is that a couple, two, three people like to chime in and let me know what they're thinking about, but no comments yet. That's cool. Everybody's still working. I'm cool with that. So I'm going to jump right into the next thing. This was interesting. I talked um, a little bit about AirEye a couple of weeks ago and the, the little sensors. I have sitting in this box. I still have yet to install. Guys, I totally apologize. Still haven't done it yet. You know what? I'm going to take these to WLPC, and we'll set them up there and see what happens. That could be really fun. Uh, I can't promise it, but you know what? If I can squeeze these in my bag, we're going we're gonna to show AirEye off over there just, just for funsies. So I talked about AirEye, and the, the concept here is I explained it to a friend of mine, non-techie friend of mine, is down the street from my house, you have a bank. And and to the north of that bank, you have a Walgreens. And then to the west of the bank, you have an old convenience store. And that old convenience store has been out of business for a while. But if you get online and you go to Shodan, you can see that there's actually devices that are still chirping out about tank levels and all this other stuff coming from that convenience store. And the concept is that if you want to... Uh, to attack wireless or to, to attack a specific target instead of going in across the network or trying to figure out how to get physical access to it or having to be on-prem in order to make that happen. The, the concept is if you can get to a device that's within earshot of that facility that you're trying to attack and you can take advantage of uh, whatever device is there and break into it, then you can launch an over-the-air attack from across the street. So for example, the tank level indicator thing that's across the street from the bank could very easily be compromised and used to launch an over-the-air attack to the to the financial facility from anywhere in the world because it's chirping out to the internet and showdown and blah, blah, blah. So the concept is that we now aren't just looking at attacks that are happening to wireless networks from local people that are trying to hack those networks using HackRF or whatever it is, or pineapples or whatnot. Now it's expanded globally because they realize that they can take advantage of something over the air. And that's what things like AirEye protect against, right? And so I thought that this was interesting along these same lines because Adina police, and I believe it was Adina, uh, Minnesota, police believe a string of nine robberies in the last six months are related 
Residents say they were told that the burglars are possibly using tools to disable security systems. So I was like, oh, interesting, because it talked about wireless. So I clicked through to see what that was specifically talking about. And it said, quote unquote, Wi-Fi jammers, uh, surveillance cameras and, and devices that, are, that people are using Wi-Fi jammers to get into. And so now you're starting to see this, you know, obviously not the first time this is going to happen and definitely not the last. But now... People are saying, okay, well, how are, what are people doing to wireless networks to attack them in order to compromise a larger, you know, situation to, to open doors to get in there? On that note, there is a great lesson about this at WLPC where there's a flipper class. So if you're going to WLPC and you're not signed up for the flipper class, check that out. We're going to explore a lot of these things that are out there. That's the one that I'm signed up for. Totally stoked. Um, but things like flipper now advertising all over Instagram and all over Facebook and everywhere else. Now it's taking these tools and it's putting them in people's hands. So Never has there been a time more important to start looking up at the airwaves and understanding what's happening in some of these locations uh, and definitely would love to see how AirEye is going to handle that. So I thought that that was timely and important to talk about, uh, you know, when you get a small town. Um, you know, Minnesota police department talking about using jammers. It's definitely, if it's happening there, it's happening in a lot more locations. So thought that that was interesting to bring up. Um, you know, that being said, I think that there's a lot happening in the security space. I'm stoked about WLPC. There's going to be a lot of information coming out of there. Um, those are the things that, you know, I wanted to try and make this short and sweet and fun. Those are the things that are top of mind for me. Some new, uh, new Wi-Fi 7 access points have hit the marketplace. Some features that are out there. I know, you know, shout outs to, to Dave and the team over Extreme. They just launched their Wi-Fi 7 AP as well. So lots of stuff happening. New equipment that's coming out. Wi-Fi 8 right around the corner, bro. I don't know if we're going to be talking about that at at the conference next week, but I am definitely interested to see what's happening. Um, it's been a, it's been a phenomenal week listening to everyone. Lots of chit chat, lots of chatter going on, like I said, from Cisco live, but next week we should have a lot more fun to talk about. So for this week, again, in the spirit of keeping it short and sweet, I try and keep these to 15 minutes or less. I think this is where I'm going to cut it. I hope you have a wonderful week. Happy Valentine's day. Next week, we'll be coming at you from WLPC. Don't know what day of the week we're going to broadcast, but you know, we'll pop up live. So make sure sure that you pay attention to the LinkedIn, uh, jump on X and everything else. Jamie, oh man, I love that little icon. Can't wait to see you guys out there. Such a good group of people. So many fascinating people are going to be there. It is the 10-year anniversary of WLPC, so we're going to be stoked to be there. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot more to talk about. So I even have some things that I'm going to be talking about myself, some new products that we're going to be looking at. So little teaser there. Uh, let's see what happens. Next week's going to be fun. This week, I hope you enjoy it. I hope it's fantastic. Eat lots of chocolate if that's something that you're not allergic to. And if you're allergic to, then don't eat the chocolate. Go find some hard candy. Have a good time. Anyway, have a wonderful week. Please make sure you go like, subscribe, and YouTube and all that other good stuff and smash this and tap in and whatever. Uh, also, kind of bummed the 49ers didn't win. But that's what happens when you work for Bay Area companies almost your whole life. <laughs> anyway, I hope you all have a wonderful week. This is Drew. I'm out. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Waves Podcast by Wireless Nerd. Visit us online at wirelessnerd.net.